Financial Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce. Your home sold guaranteed realties. HigherPrice.com. Jared Carlin always crafts the questions for social studies. Mm -hmm. Today... He will ask the questions yes. on social studies. Absolutely. Pinch hitting for Sarah Cazell. What do you got for us, Jared? All right. Social studies, where we go through the social media on Twitter. You could follow us, Bickley underscore Murata. Go to your Twitter machine right now, dial it up, and follow us because it is the most interactive show in all of sports radio. Unequivocally. That's been proven, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, today we'll go through a couple of uh, Suns questions and some other stuff. And we'll start off with, we talked a lot about the dynamic duo that is now Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and where the sort of power lies between them if the leadership has shifted. Suns fans, who do you want taking a potential game-winning shot in a close game? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, or someone else if they're wide open? Okay, listen, I, I, I think that the, to me the answer is Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. I'm cool with both. I think KD has got a uh, more to, uh, higher pedigree of this and he's won a championship, so I'm voting for Kevin Durant with no disrespect intended to Devin Booker. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's more complex than just... All right, it's a one-shot opportunity. This is the guy that's going to get, to get the ball. Mm -hmm. If they were all open, probably Durant. But if Durant's got a good defender on him, and Devin Booker's got a lesser defender, I mean, there's there's game situations. But yeah, who's 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 more who's more adept saying, at hitting I think he's him? Saying all things being equal, who yes. would you, who would you dial the play up? Kevin for? Kevin yeah, Durant. That's and, the answer. And Kevin also, freaking Durant. Kevin Durant. And even on the point you said, some of our listeners uh, tweeted us. Kevin Durant has a better ability to get a shot up over a good defender. There's no doubt than, about it. Than Devin there's Booker no might. I mean, Kevin Durant, a seven-footer, essentially, who can shoot uh, anywhere is, Although, is unbelievable. You know, I found interesting. And it gets thrown around a lot. But you always hear the phrase, it's impossible to block Kevin Durant's shot. He had a shot blocked in his first game as a son. That was a weird play, it though. Was a he was, it was a weird. Dennis Smith Jr. got yeah, it. Yeah, it was, he was, you know, baseline, a little kind of baby. He didn't really elevate on he the did, shot. He kind of double-clutched a little bit. But it, right. it, it is but possible it did to happen. block his yeah, shot. Yeah, no, it did yeah. happen. You're right. And yes. they always said that about DeAndre Ayton, too. And he had a jumper blocked by Brooke Lopez in the Milwaukee game. So. Yes, well, the Savage Wolf uh, sort of summed it up here. He said, Savage Savage is right. <laughs> it's a good issue to have, but it's KD without question. Booker has had trouble getting a clean shot off out of end-of-game ISO situations, which we've seen several times in the last couple of years. Durant doesn't have that issue. Also, Devin Booker might actually get better looks now that KD is here, so it might render the situation moot if they double-team KD. Mm. But the results of the poll are 60.5% Kevin Durant, 34.4% Devin Booker, 4.1% someone else if open, and 1% Chris Paul. And I only put him in there just to sort of like, because there was the debate when he got here between Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who should take the last shot, and I, he's out of the conversation now. 
Just he's not. He's ineligible. He's not allowed to take the shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Phoenix Suns, and we sort of talked a little bit about this with Vincent Goodwill. Uh, Suns fans, what Western Conference team is the biggest threat to Phoenix? And tweet us your choice, if not here. And here are your options. Mm-hmm. The Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Memphis Grizzlies, or the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I think uh, I, I personally I'm voting the Warriors. Warriors or Grizzlies? I know that's not it's it. It doesn't make sense given the Nuggets' record. I just do not fear that team. Um, I, I, I'm I'm starting to feel like I'm personally slighting Denver, so I'm leaning that way. But I don't think the choice is there. I'm going to go bold here. The choice is the Suns. I'm going full earn, uh, big earn McCracken. Remember when he's asked by the reporter, yes. what's your biggest problem in this uh, in this event? Uh, me. If I get drunk and fall down, I might hurt myself. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, So it could be the Suns holding advice. themselves back. Okay. Uh, right now, the Nuggets actually have the most vo- votes. 40.4%, then 34.6% for the Warriors, 20% for the Clippers, only 4.9% for the second best team, and the, be- the second best team last year as well, the Memphis Grizzlies. And we did have a couple of votes for the Dallas Mavericks. If they can get recency bias, the Kyrie Irving, yes, they yeah. they had a big. They win were last fantastic night. last night against Phil, a good team at Philadelphia, but man, they almost blew a gigantic lead in that. Game. No, I mean if if that is a thing, look, one of these teams that we mentioned. Of those four and Dallas Mavericks, one of those five teams the Suns had trouble with in the last two years uh-huh. in the playoffs. Yes. So that's that's the Dallas Mavericks. All right, we'll move on. We were talking about why were we talking about this? I don't remember. What athlete was most ahead of their time who was born in the wrong era? You don't remember why we were talking about I that? do not. It was in the very beginning of the show. It was. It was Pistol Pete Maravich. That's right, exactly. Because his all-time scoring record in college basketball was being threatened, but did not get passed by three points. It still could. It still if, could. If there's and a he, fraudulent postseason invite handed out to Detroit Mercy, yeah. it will he, be He was broken. a flashy player that stood out tremendously in his era and might have uh, been better in a different You know what era. he averaged per game in college? Mm. 44 points per game in college. He was good. He was really good. That's and, a, yeah. play, and he played a style of play that really and nobody I, else kind of plays. So. I am so I am so with Vinny about this that that listen and to get in that CBI tournament, whatever it is that they might end up in, teams that get in there have to pay a fifty thousand dollar entrance fee. So it's a scam of a tournament, anyways. Yeah. And and putting him in there just to break the record, like you said, that is bad well, karma. And Antoine Davis said he wanted to keep playing in the postseason, but not for the record, just because he <laughs> wanted to end his career on a better note. Than Right. And losing and, and falling short of the mm-hmm. record. So we'll see. No fault of his own. He's right there on the precipice. Pete Maravich is a great answer. I'd like to see what some of our, uh, I mean, Will Chamberlain comes listeners. to mind. Yeah, well, Will Chamberlain is, is an interesting thing because he was so dominant in a way because of the era he played in. Yes. I, it would be interesting to see him. Uh, this is a good one from Seabacher44. Michael Vick. By a few years, it was yeah. a few years too early before the you know mobile quarterback really really took off in those offenses. Uh, Steve Nash and Larry Bird are two guys that come to mind. Can you imagine Larry shooting? Bird in uh, in, in a, a three, three point, point happy oh NBA? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Ray says Arvita Sabonis, who was Good a one. big a big man who could pass and drop threes in the nineties before that was really 
Done a lot by big men. That's a good one. Uh, Pete Maravich. Connie Hawkins got some run. <laughs> this is a great one from Ross. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson should have been around in the 50s so I didn't have to hear his whining. <laughs> uh, Dave Winfield, uh, somebody said. Jim Thorpe, obviously a multi-sport athlete mm-hmm. who do a lot of things. Wilt Chamberlain, somebody says. Ken Griffey Jr., Greg Oden. I don't know if Greg Oden ever would have survived anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the more flashy players, Dr. J, Connie Hawkins, uh, how they would have done in the more athletic NBA of today. Some interesting... Good uh, answers. Some Yes, good answers. And finally, because this came up on the show, of course, if prepared in a delicious way, would you eat rat meat? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, the answer is no. No? No. All right, well, the no, audience I, here. I am not, I, I do not have an adventurous palate when it comes to um, non traditional meats. Well, 78% of the audience agrees with you, and only 22% would eat rat meat. I absolutely would. You're disgusting. If it, if it was prepared safely. Oh, come on. It's all, it's, I'm sure it tastes just like any other meat, but has, but you know, if they put a nice sauce a on rat. it. I, I fully admit, like, food consumption, especially if you do eat meat, is yeah. very hypocritical. Like, you'll eat a cow, but... I don't eat a cow. I eat beef. I don't eat a... There's no animal attached. It's beef. Again, from it's the It's packaged Simpsons. up for me nice. It doesn't come from an Make animal, Make no mistake it? about it. If that cow had the chance, he'd kill you yes, and everybody you ever cared oh, about. Oh, you're not kidding you know, about that. But if you ate... Uh, like, if horse meat was served, you'd be like, I, I can't eat that. It's hypocritical. But no. No on the rat meat. And I'm trying to look to see what rat wow. meat is actually called, and I don't think it is. But it is eaten uh, in it's different parts of the world. Atrials. You know what's funny is Including that... Including West Virginia. Rat stew is a specialty in West Virginia. Several people misread the question and thought I said raw meat. Because <laughs> Elliot says, absolutely. Steak tartare and carpaccio. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Several people actually said You might want to reread that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That is social studies for today. Follow us on Bickley underscore Murata. Yes. Thank you, uh, Jarrett. Uh, that's when that goes down, and we do it every day at 9 o'clock. Uh, NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway March 10th through the 12th for the United Rentals Work United 500. Fans can look forward to many new, unique experiences and activities as the weekend kicks off a historic 2023 season at Phoenix Raceway. For your chance to experience this, head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win some tickets. It's coming up next. We roll into the weekend, getting another look at Kevin Durant and how he operates as a Phoenix Sun. We'll get into all of it next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Pickley, Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There's a sense of... Feeling a little more rejuvenated, I think, both of body and mind, especially when you consider he's going to be playing with a Devin Booker who's going to be available. And then you're playing with a guy like Chris Paul who's a table setter. And more importantly, I think a guy like Monty Williams is someone that he trusts. Back from their days at USA Basketball in the one year in Oklahoma City, someone who's not going to put the burden of leading on him. Monty saying, look, that's that's not what he has to do. That's what I'm here for. I think it's a lot of those factors that lead to more 
just him recharging his batteries more so than a relief that the Brooklyn thing is over. That is uh, Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports who recently wrote a piece on Kevin Durant. Recommend you read that if you're a Suns fan, want to get, learn more about KD joining the Suns. It was a great piece and really enjoyed the interview as well. But they're mm-hmm. talking about KD's rejuvenation uh, to be with Phoenix. Uh, you know, Maybe not as much rejuvenated just to be out of Brooklyn. He's been open and honest about the situation in Brooklyn and he's been asked point blank, hey, mm-hmm. do you think it was a failure? And one of the attitudes that Kevin Durant has that I really like is I don't consider anything a failure. If you go in and you do your best, uh, it, it may not have looked like on the outside that the, the Brooklyn Nets were putting best put it, putting their best foot forward, and maybe all the pieces didn't, but Kevin Durant certainly did. Mm-hmm. And I know he gets criticism for you know signing the extension, kind of coming off the Achilles injury. He got paid thirty plus million dollars to rehab for a year. Mm-hmm. But it was also a situation that didn't pan out the way that it was probably promised to Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving was at the center of both of his his arrival and his departure from Brooklyn. And, yeah. and now he's free of that. Yeah, listen, I, I think that, um, I, again, I, I don't put a lot of this on Kevin Durant. He could have, I think he could have conceptually come out and said, okay, I don't care what Kyrie's doing. I'm seeing this thing through. But, but let's be honest here. The reason why this thing happened is because the Suns came back to the Brooklyn Nets with the deal they couldn't refuse. They didn't want to refuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it happened as fast as it did. They thought, okay, this is it. This is the moment we move. And they did. So I, I, I don't think that this is the same as Kevin Durant uh, coming out in the summer saying, I want to go to Phoenix, which took everybody you know, by surprise. And it offended a lot of people, and and I believe rightfully so. But but this, I don't think this was that. I think this is completely different. Yeah, it was. And I think you know, Sean Marks and Joe Sy from the Brooklyn side of things definitely had an idea. Okay, if we hear these words mm-hmm. from Phoenix, it's a go. And you're right, the Suns were unwilling to to say those words because a couple of those words were Mikel and Bridges and Cam and Johnson. And not only did they hear those words, Brooklyn, you got to give them credit too. Mm-hmm. They were actually able to sweeten their own deal. And they got Jay Crowder yeah, in that and true. flipped him for four second round that's picks. True. So, you know, they had they had the power uh, yep. in that deal. And, and that's all water under the bridge now because Kevin Durant oh, is here. And does it matter at all? I mean, for for the, the people who argued, well, you know, I, I, I wish they could have just peeled off Jay Crowder to somebody else and gotten those that draft capital themselves. Does any of that matter if we're playing in the NBA Finals in June? No, no none of it does. Will it matter if this doesn't work out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm yes. I my my you know my arrow is pointing to this is going to work out. I yes, I it's right there for him. Yes. It really is right there for him. It's gonna be interesting because I think this Sunday's game in Dallas is gonna be this is gonna be really uh something to behold because there's there's pressure rising on the Mavericks. They just put forth a good performance, but prior to that, people were really wondering Okay, is this going to work? Yeah. Luka and Kyrie, I mean, it's if you thought Mavs basketball was a lot of one guy dribbling and four guys watching, that's all they do. 
it's either Luka doing it or it's Kyrie doing yeah, it. Yeah, just like last year it was either Luka or Jalen Brunson yeah, doing it's it. It's all it's it's their scheme. Yeah. Um so I would love nothing more than to see this team blow through Dallas in the playoffs, then blow through Golden State in the playoffs. Nothing would make me happier than than to 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 do that to Luka and Mavs and the Mavs fans and then do that to Draymond and Warriors fans. Mm-hmm. That would be delightful. Yeah, but <laughs> that would be thing, unbelievable. One thing that's getting maybe a band-aid put on it from from the Dallas standpoint and the NBA credit to them they're able to create these matchups mm-hmm. and going into a you know a prime not a, not a primetime game but a nationally televised game on Sunday Durant versus Irving and and Dallas mm-hmm. just happens to have maybe their best performance since the trade went down last night but um underneath the win if you look into the numbers a little bit the concern about Dallas as a team after making that deal mm-hmm. they gave away Good defensive pieces. Dorian Finney-Smith was important to what they do. Spencer Dinwiddie was important to what they do. And you bring in a guy like Kyrie Irving, who's not exactly known for busting it on the defensive end. Luka's a liability defensively. Mm -hmm. Even in winning, they let Philadelphia back in the game. They gave up 126 points. And the Sixers shot 57.7% from the floor. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't. You know, outgun Dallas, and that's. I think last night was a representation of how Dallas is going. If they're going to win games, that's how they're going to have to win them. They're mm-hmm. just going to have to put up mm-hmm. more firepower offensively than you because they can't stop anybody. The uh, the thing about Dallas, and this is becoming an issue if if you follow um, the way the Athletic covers every NBA team, and and I try to cross reference the teams that are in the Suns crosshairs. Uh, Luca's Luca's demeanor is becoming an issue in Dallas again. Yeah, there's the, a lot of talk about body language. A lot of body language, because he's he, he's right on the verge now of serving another suspension. I believe he's two technical fouls away from an, a mandated one-game suspension. And the berating of officials, it's it's nauseating. And I saw a little of this from Devin Booker in the last game. I really hope the Suns don't revert to that because I cannot stand that element of basketball. The the the, the just the righteous indignation displayed towards officiating. The smart teams I, I love Drew Holiday because of the way he plays and Giannis. They don't let the refs anywhere near the kitchen. They don't even let him in the house. I'm not saying this, but I brought I I tweeted about Drew Holiday last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reaction I got was, hey, yeah, you're right. He's a fantastic player. But there's a lot of people believe that because of his reputation defensively, and he's a phenomenal defensive player, but he gets more leeway. And did he commit a foul on Devin Booker in the closing stages of that game? Most people believe yes, but he got away with it because of reputation. Go back to the NBA Finals, the strip in Game 5. Mm-hmm. That led to the Giannis dunk and the foul on Chris Paul. Did did Drew Holiday commit a foul there? So... And Drew Holiday's never been a talker, but my point is, I guess it's easier to show respect and, and uh, you know, reverence uh, to the officials yeah. if, you're, if you're not getting victimized. I don't, maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I think your point is right. I don't think that's why Drew Holiday, I don't no. think he, I don't think he acts the way he does because he's been he given. Knows, yeah, he knows gifts. he's going to get away with it. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. I believe he acts that way because that's his temperament. Okay. That's what I no, believe. I, and I believe that, too. Yeah. I'm just, I was sharing some of the reaction. No, I got you. I, I got gotcha. you. I, gotcha. I, I just hope the Suns don't fall back into that trap where that's the game they start playing. Because I watch Luka do it, and it, it is distracting. Uh, I can imagine that being a, a teammate of his, I, I think at some point in time, you'd be like, all right, dude, will you focus? Will you get back on defense? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of standing there with your with your arms out to yes. your side with the look on yes. your face, he's terrible at it. It it is the worst part of his game. 
and and I I it's it it's something that makes it unpleasant to watch him play. I agree. But, but again, if you feel that way watching Luca, understand that's the way people think thought watching Devin Booker and the Suns last year. Uh, Same thing. I'm going to get Jarrett warmed up for the sports cabal. Because I couldn't help but uh, notice this. When we talk about Luca mm-hmm. and the phrase body language comes up, yeah. if uh, if his body could actually speak, what do you think it would say? <laughs> Have you ever seen... Um, Mix in a salad? No, have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Uh, that is that is a great matchup, though. The Dallas versus Phoenix matchup is almost like it's like a wrestle. It's like a made-for-TV WrestleMania matchup. Oh, it's a tag team and that wrestling was exactly. The two trades, but, but with the trades because it's Kyrie, yes, and Luca versus Durant and Booker. So Kyrie and and Durant, like the arch nemesis, the the feud, uh-huh. and Booker. You, you couldn't have set couldn't. it up perfectly no. with the script. It would be a perfect tag team matchup. It, no. it, you would have yes, it it would be. It the exactly rivals, the feuds, be. the history, because, everything. Because Katie is tied to Kyrie Irving on some level, and Luca and Booker, and Book are tied together. Yeah, based off of last year's postseason. Monday could be a fun show. Oh yeah, we got two live Suns basketball games to talk. Or about. Or it could be a real depressing affair. <laughs> Don't put no. that out in the universe. No, no. Win lower level tickets to see Kevin Durant's first home game as a Sun. Just text KD to six twenty six twenty. Enter for your chance to win lower level tickets to see the Suns play the Thunder on March eighth. And two Kevin Durant jerseys. That's KD to 620-620. Coming up next. Yeah, we already teased it, but it is straight ahead. Jared Carlin Sports oh, Kebab here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Arizona Sports Poll Question. Sanderson Ford Poll Question on ArizonaSports.com. Will Arizona State make the NCAA tournament? Are we, are, we are, are we talking about men's basketball here? Here we are. Okay. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, yes or no? I'm just going to put the positive vibes out into the universe. And I'm going to say yes, because we know how effective me and my positive vibes have been historically. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know how to answer this. I, I I want I want the positive vibes to be true, but that's a cop out from giving a tough answer. So yes, I'm going to vote no. Okay, sixty six percent say uh, no. They will not make it. Thirty four percent say yes. That is today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. Oh, Jared Carlin. Oh, baby. It's not the last word, but close to the last word on Fridays with the sports kebab. What do you got for us, Jared? It's very funny how still, even now after our segment, even now after I pointed it out, people are still tweeting us. Edward Cook Casper. I ate steak tartare fairly often when I was a kid. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce, peppers, etc. My father would pick out a great steak at the butcher. Read what? it again. I know I know they're what? probably they're probably just assuming that I did a typo because I often do in these questions. That's true. But it's rat meat. The question is yeah. rat meat. But we are talking uh, the sports kebab here and boy oh boy I gotta start with this crazy weather we've been having this week. There was actual snow 
in town. Do either of you see any of the, the snow? I did not see it of personally, but I, I saw it on yeah. social media. Yeah. Hills. Yeah, found you could have gone skiing down the Four Peaks That's yesterday. Just, there was actual snow in town on the mountains, on the hills, in people's backyards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, in Scottsdale, in Scottsdale, it was 32 messy and covered in white powder, which, to be fair, is a perfect way to describe a lot of the people who live <laughs> in Scottsdale. <laughs> live. <laughs> it's very strange with these pictures you're you guys are talking about? At first, oh. I thought all that white powder on the mountains was just a viral promotion for cocaine bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this kind of weather is not normal, and hopefully people took precautions. Experts said to put your cars in the garage, to cover your yard plants, and to bring all pets inside. Now, that last one is very important, as a local team is learning right now. After authorities patrolled an alley in downtown Phoenix and found Rat Leon frozen to death. <laughs> Very sad. Well, there's your rat meat. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the one go. man keeping Rat Leon alive. I, know, I just love the name. Uh, what a cold winter, though, and it feels like we it feels like we have not had a nice day since that Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl week was perfect, right? Since we have not had a nice day since Kansas City won the Super Bowl, it was almost as if when the Chiefs left Arizona, they disrupted the ecosystem by taking with them a ball of mass so large oh that it threw off the gravitational pull and local weather patterns. I don't know what that could possibly be. But speaking of the NFL, poor Andy Reid. I know. Three weeks removed. You went that far for that joke on a day when it's gorgeous outside. I know it is. You know, when you're writing these the night before or the morning of, you can't tell exactly. I'm giving you points for that. Speaking of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from his darkness retreat and discussed his time there. Yes, he was on a podcast. We played some of it earlier. Apparently, the rooms were windowless, the food was sparse, and the amenities were barren. Or, as the Washington commanders call it, pure luxury. (laughs) But you pointed this out earlier, Dan. Things must weigh heavy on Aaron Rodgers because no matter what he does, he will never be as popular in Green Bay as Brett Favre. Ask any Packer fan, and they would give Brett Favre their last cent. Food from their kitchen and the shirt (laughs) off their back. And if you're poor or homeless, unwillingly. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of of people are making fun of Aaron Rodgers for this. Even Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady says, if I want to go stroke my ego by going into a dark room that's completely silent, I'll try stand-up comedy. Oh, (laughs) Did you see that report? There is a report. Uh-huh. I read. So I didn't I did. look further into it. So, so there is a report that Tom Brady is putting off his broadcasting career for a year because he wants to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> this is a real report. Now, actually, some people are saying that the story was misreported and misleading. I think it's true because I actually got a hold of some of the jokes oh. from Tom Brady's stand-up routine. Really? Absolutely. Want to hear some of those? Yeah. Yes. This is from Tom Brady's stand-up routine. A few jokes here. Okay, ready? First one. So what's the deal with airplane bathrooms? I mean, they are so small. I mean, between the tiny space and the little mirror, it makes it nearly impossible to dye my hair on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one from uh, Tom okay. Brady's stand-up routine here. There's a, a, a knock-knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, who? Bill Belichick, what his owner's doing in that massage parlor. (laughs) There's another one here. Uh, 
Rob Gronkowski walks into a bar. That's actually the end of the joke. <laughs> There's no more than that. Uh, and finally, this is Tom Brady's Tom Brady's stand-up routine. This is his spin on an old classic here. Hey, Brazilian jiu-jitsu teacher. Take my wife, please. <laughs> yes, uh, so good luck to Tom if he chooses if Tom uh, chooses a career in show business. I don't know if he really will do comedy, but I mean, have you heard him try to be funny in the past? Yes. I mean, sin- his sense of humor is more strained than Corbin Carroll's face on B-Night. <laughs> but maybe, maybe Tom is taking it seriously. I mean, just by looking at him, I can see he's trying to get in actor model shape. I mean, reports say for the last two months, Brady has been on an all Ozempic diet. (laughs) And you know, if he does try stand-up comedy, you know if this is for real, that networks will be running to put him on TV to give him an outlet. In fact, I heard that Ion Television even told him that he could be the lead-in for the Territorial Cup next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that things are bad for the Pac-12 network, but they're the only people jealous of the distribution of Dilbert right now. <laughs> and finally, the Kevin Durant era has officially begun in Phoenix as KD made his son's debut on on Wednesday and is expected to play again tonight versus the Bulls. Now, Durant looked great in his first game and he fit in wonderfully with the Suns, making them the favorites in the West, the favorites for a championship and a potential super team. In fact, experts say that there is only one team that could possibly be the team of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. And that team is... The Adelaide 36ers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Undefeated versus Suns. That seems like it was a thousand years ago. Doesn't I know. it? Yeah. Doesn't Jared it? Carlin. Yes. Thank you. Bouncing back you, nicely. Thank you. you from the, we didn't even give you our review yet. You're the, saying thank you. I think well, he bounced back nicely no, from the unwarranted and ill-timed Andy Reid oh, attacks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yes. But I would never make fun of good him. Stuff. Tom, good Tom, stuff. Tom, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, the Tom Brady comic. was very so here, creative. So, so this was reported by a couple outlets that he was doing that. Then it was sort of like TMZ debunked it and said the actual story is that he's planning to get roasted on a Netflix roast. Uh, how did that get misconstrued that badly? Because they, I don't know, they took like the bare bones of the story yeah. and made it a headline. I could see that. Happening. There you go. I, I, there you I, go. Again, with your uh, with your rat Leon and rat meat material, I was doing a little bit more research, and yeah, did you know uh, in Victorian Britain, during food rationing during World War II, British biologists were known to eat laboratory rats creamed. Creamed right. rat. You can stop now. You know what you happens? You, yeah, Jared. You know what happens when you uh, when you eat rat meat? Rat farts. That's right. <laughs> I didn't cue that up very well. My bad. Uh, sports come on with Jarrett Carlin every Friday at 930. You can follow Jarrett on Twitter at Jarrett GC. That's J-A-R-R-E-T-T-G-C. And it's very rarely we pivot off a topic that Jarrett brought up in the sports kebab. But we're going to do it next when we look at the future of the Pac-12. Some developments today that there could is be one. pretty interesting. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. These we guys, used to do this song. These guys are cool. Yeah, 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 fire! <laughs> I, I remember you guys doing yeah. this song. Yeah. Not as uh, popular as Round and Round by Rat. No. This is Lay It Down no. by yeah. Rat. It is. Lay It Down, big fella. <laughs> rat seemingly the theme of the, the rat, day. Rat, rat Leon, baby. Rat Leon, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Read the question, everybody. Listen to us talk. Somebody just just a minute ago said, "Oh, you mean like sushi?" No, not That's raw so rat rat meat. I know it's an odd question to have on a sports talk you know show. But those are the people that are not listening to the show but still participating on social media. We love those people. We love as well. those people too. Uh, a little bit of rat for you. Sliced thin. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Braised tip. <laughs> Melts in your mouth. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, um, we kind of teased this, but uh, there's an article out on The Athletic this morning written by Max Olson and Stuart Mandel about the future of the Pac-12. And apparently those doors that once upon a time appeared to be closed because of the feuding between the Big 12 and the Pac-12, and there was some sniping going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, But Brett Yormark, who is the commissioner of the Big 12, apparently has still his eye on expansion. And there is a report in this article that says he has been in contact with the four corner schools. Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and there is renewed optimism that convincing those schools to join the Big 12 is possible. They also went on to say that there's been discussions about adding Gonzaga to the Big 12, which would not affect football. They don't have a football program in Spokane, but it would be a big get for basketball. But focusing on the football part of it, I, I, I was telling you off the air. I love the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the same without USC and UCLA. No. That's if it stays together no, right and they that. add teams. If they added San Diego State and, and whoever, uh, SMU, is, as has been rumored, uh, it's never going to be the same. But I also don't have faith. I mean, I think there is so much behind-the-scenes scrambling on this media rights issue that they don't know what they're going to do. And everything that has been reported so far has been... At best, less than ideal. At worst, totally embarrassing to the conference. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, one of the one of the reports I read a couple of days ago was there are still a handful, and this does not surprise me at all, of Pac-12 presidents who are basically in denial, in utter disbelief that this is happening. And if you know some of the institutional arrogance that has kind of marked this conference and some of the decisions they've made, you can see why that would be the case. The Pac-12... Um, at one point in time, thought very, very highly of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Rose Bowl, Pasadena, 
New Year's Day. Academic institutions. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah that's, Even yeah. With, with the formation of, of the Pac-12 network, mm-hmm. they kind of were, oh. were feeling themselves oh. a little bit, and they completely misfired on that project. Yeah. So so I'm I'm real interested in this, because you know me, for the longest time, I have thought that it, if, if the Pac-12, regardless of what happens to it, even if Oregon and Washington get poached by the Big Ten, if you can get it in writing that the Pac-12, in no matter how it looks, will get an automatic berth to the college football playoff, its champion will, then I would think there'd be a heck of an opportunity for ASU to to run this thing the way they used to, when they used to be the lord over a much lesser conference. Back in the whack? Exactly. But if they can't get, but if they can't get that assurance, I'm with you. I I say, get to the Big Twelve as soon as possible. I because mean, you're, you're going to be left. You're going to be left. Just holding the bag. It, 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 it's kind of sad in a way too because oh, the big is. the Big Twelve over the years has survived losing Colorado, Missouri, Nebraska, Texas, and Oklahoma. Yeah. And they're somehow still in surviving. And those last those are their, two. Some of their biggest thought, programs, yeah. yeah. People thought the Big 12, it was, just a, it was just a matter of time before we were all delivering their eulogy. And they may end up lasting a lot longer than the Pac-12, which is mind-blowing to me. But it is what it is. What it is. And Vinny's right. Once USC and UCLA went out the door, it nothing will ever be the same. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you can. The Pac-12 conference was on life support, and USC and UCLA came in and pulled the plug. And it's been a slow, gasping for air ever since. Somebody pointed this out to me. That if you're in, in the mood for a good research project, you can do it this weekend. That Did there's somebody say research uh-huh. project. <laughs> there's only a small handful of teams in in Power Five conferences that in the last 25 years have not been to a New Year's Day bowl or better. So either played on New Year's Day or a playoff game. Okay. Or had a Sweet 16 in basketball. Uh-oh. So you'd have a hard time finding a major. Power Five school that hasn't done either in the last twenty five years. Well, ASU is one of them. Yeah, I was going to say you don't have to look very far to name one of them. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I think. To I your think, point, though, you know, if the remnants of the Pac twelve could get assurance about that, but I mean, how attractive is that group if Oregon and Washington aren't there? I don't think it would. be And then at you all. probably have to add four schools to the mix. Uh-huh. And there's rumors about Cal and Stanford leaving too. Not that there are any great shakes. These days, football-wise, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I it, the, it just seems yeah. like the writing is on the wall. Oh, it does because the Big Ten. It's it's becoming apparent to everybody. The Big Ten is going to need a West Coast division, if you will. They can't have USC and UCLA doing all their competing in the Midwest. So why not just absorb ASU and U of A then? I don't too? know. I wish they would. That big, would be quite big something. market here in Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, could you big imagine market. That? <laughs> Play in Ohio State like once every best? two years. I don't know if that would be the best. But just imagine if the Big 12 thing comes to fruition. Once upon a time, Pac-12 fans, you're an ASU fan, you're like, hey, we're taking a road trip this year. Let's go to Seattle. That's a cool city. Let's go to the Bay Area. What a great weekend. Let's go to L.A. Who doesn't love L.A.? I know. They have now, all the best cities in the Pac-12. Now it's like, let's go to Manhattan. Boy. Let's go to Lubbock. Hey, Waco's beautiful at this time of the year. It's certainly a different feel. Yeah. But the Big 12 basketball conference right now, my goodness. You add Arizona to that mix and potentially Gonzaga. Can you imagine that? The Big 12 would be more known for for its basketball than its football. Plus, ASU beats Kansas every year, so why not? (laughs) That's true. 
I have an early prediction. I may change my prediction. I think Kansas is repeating as national champions. They're really good. Yeah. Or maybe they just turn They're it on as I'm much watching. as anybody. I have everybody is. No perspective to offer an opinion on that. All right. Well, that's how that's how little that's, a little that's how little attention I've paid to college basketball. I can't week. wait to uh to fill out the brackets then. Yeah, I might, gonna, I oh, might actually beat somebody me. this oh, year. Yeah. The most college basketball I've watched is, of of non Pac twelve teams is the last five minutes of a game that are making the U of A game start late while I scream at the TV for them to switch over while they're shooting free throws. That so happened last night to anybody who was tuning into ESPN to watch AS, the ASU and UCLA. Like the game before it went into double overtime. I'm like, come on! Yeah. Michigan and Illinois. Oh, Let's yeah, get this going. I know. It's so uh, One other note from uh, college basketball. Actually, uh, with as little as you've watched, you're probably the favorite to win the bracket tournament this year. The, the, the less you that's watch in college basketball, yeah. that's yeah. the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Bray, his uh, career coming to an end as the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Mm-hmm. Did you see how he... Uh, he, he's going out. They're 3-16 and 16 in conference play, but uh, he stopped by a South Bend bar for a shot of Jameson on the way out. <laughs> really? With a bunch of fans, yeah. Uh, pretty cool way to, to exit, I think. Yeah. Celebrate with the fans. I don't see that very We're much. We're celebrating your departure. <laughs> right Great run, in. man. So glad you're getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, he did have a good run. This year no, sucked, he did. sucked he for did. them, but it's true. Uh, guess what, Vic? We made it to 10 o'clock. We did. Friday. How about, how about Three that? Days Great job, Jared. everybody. Yes. Three days Thank of... Thank you very much to Vince for helping out with the updates today. He was wonderful, wasn't you he? Were re- you were resistant to let me help. I was. I didn't you want. Were, I didn't want to put anything extra on your plate, but then I, I just figured that was too much. Me. <laughs> Social studies <laughs> reboot kebab. That was a good, was a good decision you yeah, made, Jared. Absolutely. Should I, should I factor you, that in man. the rest of the time I'm on the show too? <laughs> yes. Thanks Please. to uh, Vincent Goodwill for joining us. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. We'll be back on uh, Monday morning. Wolf and Luke are up next here from the Auction Community Studios. But as we do on Fridays, we leave you with a little bit of the week that was. Mark Lazary has agreed to sell his ownership stake in the Milwaukee Bucks to Cleveland Browns owner Jimmy Haslam for not a story. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Quickly, Marotta Morning Show, where coffee for your ears. What was your on hold experience listening to Jarrett Carlin's update, Tom? Rough. Do they have cameras filming in strip clubs? I hope not. Hey, number one on my bucket list is to kick the bucket. Now, I think the Bears would be pretty dumb to not maximize on this and trade out of it. But, but the Bears are pretty dumb. But the Bears are pretty dumb. <laughs> so. Okay, Google, play Weird Al Yankovic. Nobody will listen to Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> She's green. Didn't get enough Looking sanding. Free. Didn't get sanding. You know, he did. committing a bit of an odor. Don't you people have homes? Don't you people have homes? That boy sure was a running fool. Double Don Meredith is here with me. Devin and Kevin Show. There I was, alone in my hotel room in glorious Oregon, trying to come down from the veritable quandaries of yet another scintillating buzzer beater ending to a conference of champions basketball games. The NFL's gone soft this summer. Prepare for slaughter of golf wins. The lesson is never try. Are the Lakers resurgent? Are they throwing? 
throwing their hat into the ring into the Western Conference playoff picture. Howard. Bolzer. Howard. Don't mean a thing if it's only spring. Tonight. Tonight. Lyrics of the big Time to mess a break. Someone stop him now. Wait, what? Jared Carlin wouldn't have happened without Weird Al Yankovic. I'm not going to thank him for it. You know me. I'm a hypocrite, Vic. You got to have the guys who can make the pew. The woman was too stunned to speak. The sloths have three toes. Ah, yes. Indianapolis, Indiana. The Mississippi of the Midwest. Commissioner Rob Deerdeck. The scrounger. Cocaine Uh, dolphin. I would say the West Coast crypto cowboy summed it up the best. Is that a butt? You are a disaster. Jared, have you ever listened to radio before?